If you look at the new technologies that companies are investing in, it's things like RPA, so robotic process automation, digital workforce enablement, business process management, and migrating to, to cloud-based tools. The technologies themselves are, as always, the enabler. It's what you do with them that matters. To deliver more operational excellence or better business value typically are a combination of a number of tools that create better business value. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Welcome, everyone. I'm Eric Dorr, our Vice President of Research at Hackett, and I'm also your host for today's session. Uh, my guests are Martijn Geerling, who is the global leader of our GBS practice. And then there is Herman Washford, who is a senior director in our GBS consulting practice in Europe. So what we're going to be talking about today is our key issues. And in the fourth quarter of each year, Hackett conducts a key issue study. And what we do with that study is taking the pulse of the business environment and specific to GBS, understand the GBS transformation priorities over the next year. So since the study was done in Q4 of 2021, that year would be 2022. So today we will discuss the key findings of this study and I'll be guiding the discussion and provide context as needed. So let me kick this off and ask Martijn, before we go into GBS specifics, I would like to hear from you if you have any observations of, about the general business environment that is obviously important to GBS and maybe touch on issues such as the great resignation, inflation, impact on the ongoing pandemic, all the, the disruptors and the things going on in the business environment that may be impacting the GBS priorities. So Martijn, what is your take on that? Yeah, thank you, Eric. And it's great to be here today and share some uh, insights, both from the study and from work with, uh, with our clients uh, across the globe. So I think the ongoing pandemic is still front of mind for a lot of GBS leaders, although to, to some degree after crisis, which sadly has taken us already two years now, and, and still to some degree there's, there's perhaps no end in sight. A crisis is no longer a crisis after two years. It turns into to a form of, of new normal. So what we see is that many companies have, at the advent of the uh, pandemic, adopted or were forced to adopt work from home policies, and that's now becoming increasingly the norm. So we look at the study results, 51% of respondents say that work from anywhere is the norm, and they are now really executing plans to, to make that so as the new normal. So interestingly, that, that leads to, to a number of things that Many GBS have recruited people that, frankly, have never seen the, an, an office or, or even their, their manager in person. That leads to, to concern with companies about the, the adoption of, say, cultural values and norms in, in your organization. They're trying to adapt to that. But this is going to be uh, here to stay. It also leads to rethinking the use of the office. So in the past, we would think as an off-site to being uh, a place to, to have a, an event with, uh, with your employees, it's probably going to turn around that going into the office and have a meeting with your team, it will be an on-site event. Another thing you, you mentioned is the, uh, the impact of the great resignation. That term was coined for the U.S. market, but we equally see that impacting GBS markets. So where, where companies 
in the past years, in at least in the captive centers, we're used to single-digit attrition rates. We now see, and I hear from, from our clients, that there's double-digit attrition rates, uh, in some cases even in the 20s and, and 30s. To some degree, I think that is catch-up attrition. So people didn't move in 2020, even the first half of 2021, there was very low attrition. But then, like I said, a crisis is not a crisis after two years. So people adapt and people started to move around. Equally, we've seen that GBS organizations as a response to the pandemic went into cost-cutting mode and therefore have moved more activities to their GBS centers. There's a lot of, say, pent-up demand for people who wanted to move to other roles and the demand, increased demand from centers who were recruiting because they were expanding their services. So both of those things are coming together. In addition to that, we see that companies that have not adopted, say, work-from-home policies are to some degree at a disadvantage. We see that, for example, in Eastern Europe, but also in India, where people have moved back in some cases to their, say, ancestral homes or where their families were from. If companies allow them to do that and work from a distance for longer, that is well received. But if they don't, it actually leads to people resigning and moving on for that reason as well. Well, thank you, Martijn. That was uh, insightful. So, Herman, you have anything uh, to add to that? Any additional insight? I think Martijn well said there. I would probably add digital transformation, you know, into the conversation. We've obviously seen over the last year how much that has started accelerating now. You know, it's really forcing businesses to invest in automation, data, analytical skills. And that's obviously putting a lot of pressure on the market now that everybody is trying to reach out for that sort of skill set. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that. That actually kind of leads into our next topic, which is really what are GBS organizations doing? You mentioned digital transformation in response to these challenges that Martijn touched on. So Herman, you have anything else to add in terms of specific initiatives specific responses that you see TBS organizations having in response to the challenges of 2022? Yeah, so I I think, you know, businesses will obviously attempt to stage that return to normal again and to really focus on growth. You know, we could see it from our study. Growth is very much on the agenda. And, you know, obviously GBS is expected to increase that workload. I think uh, in our study, it was 11.3% in terms of that expected increase in that workload. So so there will be a significant focus on productivity going forward for GBS organizations. Um, I do also, from an enterprise digital transformation point of view, we saw from the study that that's on top of the agenda as well. As a key initiative, our study showed 61% of companies have a major enterprise digital transformation program on which is important. And I would imagine to drive that growth, you know, companies will have to continue to improve the customer experience, you know, and to invest in these digital experiences, you know, so that that's easy to use and personal for the customer. Okay. So, uh, Martijn, anything else you see TBS organizations focusing on uh, for 2022? Yeah, I think digital is key, but it's a broad term, right? So I, th- I think we'll unpack it a bit more when we go through this conversation. We see, or I see that when you talk about digital, there's probably an element of, say, end-to-end operational process automation. So you get into technologies like RPA and workflow and the likes, and that is all operational excellence focused. But we also see initiatives around master data management, 
around analytical tools where GBS organizations can increase the value. And also that that's not to be underestimated, the customer experience of how the GBS organization does the business or conduct the interactions with, with customers. So in all those areas, and we'll, we'll, I think we'll get back to it in, in further questions and discussions, we see things happening in all those spaces. Yeah, you're right. I was going to try to take this discussion into a little bit more detail around digital, right? So that's obviously a critical initiative. And I was wondering if you could give me any insight into what specific technologies TBS are focusing their investment on. And is there anything that is working particularly well in terms of realizing the expected business value and outcomes? And are there any technologies that you see that are not really living up to expectations or are more in experimental stage. So just some comment on the specific technologies. Yeah, so first of all, we see that GBS intend to spend more than previous years on digital transformation. So so last few years, there was a response to the pandemic, and in some cases that led to cost cutting. Now we see that as you virtualize your business operations, it's actually essential that you digitize. So we see that, that investment coming back. If you look at the, say, newish, new technologies that, that companies are investing in, it's things like RPA, so robotic process automation, which has been around now for about six, six years in the GBS space, digital workforce enablement, so productivity enhancement, and everybody's using tools like Teams and, and, and so on, business process management, and migrating to, to cloud-based tools. And we see this applied to, say, the big core ERP systems, which companies are moving to to the cloud, as well as best of breed tools that go around it. Now, what's interesting is that digitization is, and the use of technologies, the technologies themselves are, as always, the, the enabler. So we have to be careful about calling out this or that technology and, and talking about adoption rate. It's what you do with them that matters. And so some of the more innovative examples typically to, to resolve, to deliver more operational excellence or better business value, typically are a combination of a number of tools that create better business value. And we see in our research, and I find it as well in the work with, with my clients, that there's a disconnect between the deployment of the technologies and the, the results it gives. So in general, when we ask in the study, what's your expectation about the benefits of digitization? The expectations are sky high. And then we ask, well, what has it delivered to date? And that's much, much less. There's a big gap. Part of that is driven, I think, by the hype around certain technologies and a misunderstanding of how those technologies fit into the overall re-architecting of an enterprise operating model and the way GBS operates. So I think those are, those are key. So in order to resolve that, GBS organizations need to do a better job at planning and managing their digital investments. And that goes across the entire life cycle from understanding new technologies, which, for example, can and needs to be done in collaboration with IT, the adoption process and implementing, as well as addressing things like change management. Because for a lot of the operational staff in GBS organizations, this, this kind of new technology is not always an opportunity. It may well be a threat because it, it obviously eliminates jobs. So you have to address all aspects of the change journey in order to adopt those technologies successfully. Okay, thank you for that, Martijn. That was uh, insightful. So, Herman, do you have anything else to add about the digital transformations that you're observing in uh, GBS? You know, what's working, what's not working? What does 2022 have in store in terms of digital transformation? Yeah, no, I've maybe two points to add here. I think the study showed that 39% of respondents have major technology platform upgrades. I thought that was quite interesting, actually. We get involved quite a bit on transformation activity with our clients. 
we can see what SAP, Oracle, and some of the other cloud providers are reporting with a pipeline growth. And it's quite consistent. You know, Oracle and SAP are reporting between 40, 45% of growth in that pipeline for S4HANA and Fusion. So it, it does align quite nicely. We do believe that there will be a significant number of companies now that really jumps on this bandwagon. I think for a number of years, organizations have delayed the big move to the modern cloud. We are now seeing that changing. Probably the, the other point I want to bring up is that there's been a lot of focus on service management technologies for GBS organizations. The issue is in the past, a lot of the, the functions within GBS have tried to tackle these implementations in silos. We are now seeing organizations starting to think about how do we provide that multi-channel engagement model by designing proper personas and designing integrated services that can deal with uh, specific user needs and pain points. So I reckon that's going to change a lot over the next few years as well. Okay, thank you for that. So let's gear here a little bit. Um, so I looked at the study myself, obviously, and there was clearly another theme jumping out that we haven't really touched on, which is GBS initiatives to basically increase the value proposition to the enterprise in terms of expanding scope of services delivery, improving business partnering, things of that nature. Is there anything you would like to comment on, Herman, and I'm going to stay with you, specific to that value delivery to the enterprise of the GBS organization that you see them focusing on in 2022? Yeah, so I think, you know, there will obviously be more focus on productivity, like I mentioned previously, and automation. You know, GBS will be in a position to start expanding that value footprint as well. And I do think successful GBS organizations will continue to join the dots, you know, to establish stronger enterprise capabilities, to join up capabilities around talent, data, continuous improvement analytics, and to really start focusing on removing these silos and deliver faster in terms of value. I also think that GBS must join forces with IT to truly drive more integrated digital operations for the future. Okay. Martijn, anything to add on the topic of the value delivery of the GBS organization? Yeah, I, th I think there are two areas. One I mentioned earlier is around, say, the value of data and turning that into insight. That's an area which has been actually the, the I see as an Achilles heel for many GBS organizations. So traditionally, GBS organizations take on the transactional activities in finance, in HR, et cetera, et cetera. But turning that data into insight hasn't taken off so well. There are a lot of technologies. We talked about technologies before the earlier question, but GBS needs to adopt those to turn that data into insight. So what they need to do there is focus on more rigorous master data management. Partner to Herman's point, this is one of the areas where GBS organizations can partner with IT because master data governance quite often is the domain of the IT function. But in essence, the, the organization that works on and creates the master data is a GBS organization. And in fact, what we see some GBS organizations do is to create master data management as a end-to-end -end process across master data management domains and take it out of the, say, process-oriented end-to-end process of purchase to pay or the cash and so on and organize it as a distinct capability. So get master data management right in order to then mine it and turn it into insight. And that can be done in two ways. It can be 
operational excellence focus, for example, working capital improvements. That's, that's a, an area where, where GBS can add value, but also create better business reporting, which typically is the domain still of the, of the retained function in finance, for example. There's a huge area of opportunity for, for GBS to move into. And I think secondly, new services. So we see that areas like supply chain and sales and marketing are typically not represented in many GBS organization service scope, but we do see that grow. And there's areas for developing completely new services, which are, again, talking about digitization. Social media listening is a service that didn't exist a number of years ago. We see that as new capability at the enterprise level. And in some organizations, that's a GBS service. Okay, thank you. Let's close this out with just asking you, and I'm going to stay with you, Martijn. Is there anything, just in general, that you would advise the listeners to consider as they plan and execute their GBS transformation for 2022? Just general observations, just something that that you observe that GBS should be aware of and focus on. I think the the biggest thing is really to be able to to understand what this digitization means for the enterprise. We've given some hints and maybe try to unpack that that big term to understand that the technology, as always, is the enabler and to understand where they can improve GBS service delivery, but do not get carried away with, with some of the shiny new tools that are that are out there. And importantly, don't just focus on the operational excellence and year-on-year cost improvement, which GBS organizations are typically very good at, but think about enhancing the the customer experience and the value add that we just talked about. Because one of the things I think to avoid is to use technology and digitization to just improve the operational excellence, because that may drive down costs, but it's not necessarily visible to the broad stakeholder group in the organization. Focus on the end-to-end customer experience as well. So one of the things we advocate is to create a one-stop shop customer experience, that's one of the strengths of a GBS organization to have cross-functional capabilities, not by function, not by master data domain, but as an easy way to interact with the GBS organization, agnostic of the services and where they, they may reside. So an example would be things like if I have a payroll query, I don't need to know as an employee whether that's something that's financed or HR. It can be the one-stop shop GBS organization that delivers that. Those are some things I would recommend. Thank you. So, Heron, you have anything to add to that? Yeah, maybe in short, you know, just I think it's important to have the right mindset, you know, be pragmatic about it. It is important to stay pragmatic, but also collaborate. You need to collaborate. You need to get out of the silo. I think that's key for the future. I think it starts by understanding where you're at, you know, being honest about it. Look at your performance, your capability and explore the art of the possible, you know, and the options that are available so that you can plan how you move forward in an agile way. That I think can really help organizations unlock value in the best way possible. Well, thank you so much, Herman and Martijn. That was extremely insightful. Thank both of you for joining me today. And that concludes our podcast for today. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. 
Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackagroup.com. <laughs>